everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of Lit AF with me, your host, Sarah Cohan. I am so excited, as always, to be back with you this week. It is such an honor. And we have a really fun guest today. Her name is Roxanne Miranda. She is a manifestation coach. She um, developed uh, a method she calls the soul alignment method, which is awesome. We go into it today. She really talks about manifestation as our birthright. Um, which I love. We've, we're all manifesting all day long. I love looking at it like that. Um, we don't need to do anything special. We don't have to learn any tools. We're already doing it. Um, and she has a wonderful program called Manifest and Thrive, which she goes into um, and is launching in May. So we have details at the end on how to get involved with that. So s- Stick around because this episode is like, oh, it's so good. It's uh, She talks a lot about neuroscience of manifestation and um, how to kind of just let go. And I love control. I wouldn't say I'm a control freak, but others might. <laughs> so talking about letting go um, was so, it was just so necessary and so freeing. So um, of course, as always, I have a little check-in before we get into this week's episode, and I just wanted to share what's going on with me this week. So this week was the solstice, and I like was picking up some mega weird energy. It was like up and down, and so in my own practice, I was trying to really think about light, lightness and darkness and polarities and lightness and darkness within my ancestral lineage and um, fertility that was, you know, coming up a lot as well. So I took a walk with my dog the day before the solstice to really like clear my mind and, and start really thinking about um, lightness and darkness within my family. And you guys, I've got a whole cast of characters all up in there. My grandmother was a powerhouse of a woman. Um, She accomplished so many things in her life. She raised three beautiful boys. And she was also addicted to opioids and heroin. And um, spent a lot of her time majorly, majorly, majorly numbing out. Um, so right there, I've already got so much material for my lightness and darkness meditation. And then her husband, who I never met, I've never met either of my grandfathers. Um, but her husband, my dad's dad was, um, this, this guy that owned a cable company in Salinas, California. He knew a bunch of celebrities. He worked nonstop. He was an alcoholic, obviously had some mental health issues. Um, he had a huge drive for success is what I've heard, obviously, anecdotally. And um, he died of pancreatitis or he had pancreatitis and that was part of the reason he died. Like just kind of, I feel like he worked himself all the way to the grave. Um, so I've got that fun stuff going on. (laughs) And then the list just like goes on and on. And my grandma on my mom's side was just this powerhouse of a woman, um, very spiritual and very creative. Um, and then my, uh, mom's dad, who uh, who I've never met, um, 
was just kind of absent. And so I get to like, and no one really talks about him. So I kind of get to fill in the blanks, which means to me get to experience his spirit a little bit rather than knowing concretely like my experience of him. So I'm, you know, just thinking about all of the stories and then, and then really like trying to embody the story. So like, what does it mean if that's the story that people are telling about me? If I left, like, what does that mean about me? Like, what's the guilt that I'm carrying from leaving? And um, I wanted to create an art piece to embody all of this lightness and darkness, right? And I, like, got my pencil, my pen, my colored pencils out and a piece of paper. And I was just like, oh, this just, like, doesn't feel quite right. So then I was like, dude, my medium is dance. Like, I've been dancing my whole life. It, that is my medium. So I made a playlist with a song for each family member. Um, I don't think that they would identify as that song. It was really my view of them being that song, if that makes sense. Um, so like one of the songs was Lizzo. <laughs> like my grandma would never put that on. <laughs> so that was it was fun to get to choose for them. Um, and then I just like danced it out in my apartment by myself with my dog watching me, looking at me like I was bonkers. Um, and, and playing with that lightness and the darkness that, um, I think that they went through in their lives and it was so much fun. I was sweating. I was tired. I was like, (laughs) I had to take breaks because I was so tired. Um, but it was really cool. Like embodying, embodying what I like felt or what, what I remember, what I imagined to be. Um, some of their life experiences. And it was like so freeing, right? It's almost like shadow work because I'm like, oh man, like my whole family has judged my grandfather for leaving. And it's like, once you embody that, it's like, but like, what was it like for him? And like, what does this mean that I can leave and I can put down? Um, It was really, really cool. So that was a really fun, wild (laughs) Equinox experience. And then, um, yeah, for the actual Equinox, I spent the day outside on the beach, which was super, super lovely. Still picking up just like weird energy vibes. Um, and I never know in those moments, like when I'm like walking outside and being like, everyone is in a bad mood. And then like I like hear cars conking or like people are a little impatient when I'm checking out at the grocery store or something like that. I never know. I'm like, is that just me picking up on on my own um feelings (laughs) or is am I actually getting like a read on what's going on it's so hard to tell so I'm gonna go with the equinox balancing the light and the dark brings up a lot of crazy shit and people and it's like that transition point of of going from light to dark or soft to hard or angry to um happy or whatever the opposite um, polarities that you're going through. It's like that we were just in that transition point. And I think it's so cool to honor that um, because usually the transition point isn't very comfortable. Yeah, So I'm glad that, you know, we made it through. (laughs) And I don't know what's on the other side for any of us, but um, here we are and it's spring, which just, it feels, I feel optimism and, um, excitement in the air. So that's really, really, really cool. Awesome. So that's my check-in. Thanks as always um, for being here. And I do want to remind everyone that we've got, I've got some fun freebies on the website. I announced these last week. Um, 
during my sharing my personal growth story, but um, I put together some screensavers for your phone, and these are like amazing phrases that um, that are just going to help you throughout your day while you are on your own personal growth journey. And I had some wonderful teachers, coaches help me put these together. So um, they were written by Rachel Besser, who's a shadow work coach, Victoria Jane, who's a human design coach. And I didn't wasn't able to announce this last week, but I added it this week. Um, an Akashic Records reader, Jessica Briggs, who channeled um, one of the phrases that's on one of the screensavers. So I designed them. I think they're really, really, really cool and just super helpful to have on your screen while you're like going about your day and you're like, yeah, oh, my sensitivity is my superpower. I did need to remember that. <laughs> they're so fun. Um, and then I also have a somatics. Somatic, excuse me, sorry, <laughs> somatics feeling meditation on there. And this is a meditation that I recorded. I do it almost every single night. Um, this is especially good if I'm like, if I've got a stuck emotion. So if I'm like ruminating on something, that usually means that I've got like a stuck emotion somewhere in my body. Um, and so I sit down and I like actually address the emotion and like feel it in my body. And then um, work to explore where it is. Like to me, that legit is just processing an emotion. It's the actual process of it. So um, if you want either of those tools, the screensavers or that free meditation, you can head over to my website, sarahcohan.com. That's S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N.com. And you can hit on the menu, um, free tools. And then I'll, your screen will pop up and you can access those. All right, so without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. Welcome to the show, Roxanne Miranda. I am so excited to have you here. Roxanne is a manifestation coach. She's the creator of the Soul Alignment Method to align and rewire your subconscious for manifestation. So welcome to Lit AF. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And like into all things manifestation. This is my jam. Yes, me too. (laughs) I'm so excited. Okay. So to start us off, just tell us what is manifestation um, and tell us about your approach to it. Sure. Okay. Um, What is manifestation? I almost want to say that manifestation is everything all Mm. around you all the time. You know, a lot of people Mm. come to me and they say, I don't really know how to get started or I'm really new to this. And my answer is just always, that you've been manifesting since the day you were born. Um, Most of us just do it unconsciously. But manifestation just has to do with your biochemistry makeup, the way you are wired as a human being, as an energetic being. Um, But we can get into like the spiritual side of it, the science side Mm. as well, and how they're really just Mm. one and the same. But basically, because you are a human being, you are manifesting all the time. And what this work is about is really just going from manifesting unconsciously to manifesting Mm -hmm. consciously, right? So like Mm -hmm. manifesting on purpose. Mm -hmm. Because if you look around right now at, you know, your life, the things that you've created, who you are being and what you believe about yourself and who you are is a direct reflection of your external environment and what you have created for yourself. So as you start shifting who you think you are, who you are being in the world, then that external environment starts to shift as well. So it's really just about manifestation is just about creating a life on purpose. I want to put it super simple. I love that. I love that. That's so cool. 
I love that because <laughs> I feel like in the past I've like thought that I wanted certain things and like significance mm-hmm. and titles and like all of these things. And then when I actually got them, I'm like, wait, did I want this? Like, yes, this doesn't seem right. Or like, this doesn't feel how I thought it would, you know, so many different. And there's like so many things tied up in that of like worth and um, feel like elevate or not elevating, but like kind of up leveling to get to that point where I am ready to receive that. But then also there's just like, did I want this? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love that you bring that up too, because that's another thing with manifestation is, um, you know, most people are first drawn to it usually because they want something like, I want this mm. shiny thing or this shiny thing. And then there's nothing wrong with that. Like, that's all good. I love my nice shiny things, right? That's mm-hmm. great. But like you said, once you get those, you realize that that's not really where true f- fulfillment comes from, Right. Um, so the work that, that we do, that I do is really around and step one of the soul, soul alignment method is actually connecting with your soul vision, which is basically Mm. taking you through this process based in neuroscience that takes you past that ego that you're talking about of like all these egoic desires that I want this, I want this surpassing that so that you can really connect at a soul level with what is being called forward from you. Like, what is my purpose in this lifetime? What am I here to create, to give, so that you can manifest that, right? And like, skip Mm. all the other bullshit. I don't know, am I allowed to swear on this podcast? Oh, fuck yes. (laughs) (laughs) The title is Lit AF. It's very much encouraged. (laughs) I love it. Just skip all the other bullshit, right? And just get straight to what is my soul calling in this lifetime and to start manifesting that. Yes. I mean, that's the juicy stuff. Oh my God. You must have seen like so many different transformations. Like, can you tell us any like stories of specific stories of someone coming into the program and being like, I want to be a CEO and then realizing that they don't like this total hard left. Yes, totally. Absolutely. I mean, I think the – there's so many. One, the first one that really comes to mind because it's recent was um, the last round of Manifest and Thrive, which is my program. There was a beautiful woman who came through and she was she thought she was brand new to manifestation. So she loved, she'd been doing it her whole life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love that. And she came in really wanting to create more of those material things, right? And again, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. She's like, I want to, at the time she was really struggling kind of living with her parents. And she's like, I want to have my own apartment. I want to get this new job and all of these external things. And in her own words, she just said it was like a rude awakening. She was like drawn in by the shiny things, but by week two, she realized that she had to look at her shit, you know, like you got to really look at who you are being before any of that stuff even starts to arrive in your life. And then through that process Mm -hmm. and through connecting really with her soul and what her gifts was, she realized that what she actually wanted was to, she's been through a lot of past traumas, was to to help other people Mm -hmm. to go through those same traumas that she had been through, right? And started a whole Um. um, business off of that. Yeah. And so Yes, she ended up having her own apartment, right? Uh, not taking that job because yeah. <laughs> it ended up not being in alignment anymore. Love that. But birthing this whole business that was so much more fulfilling than she could have imagined, you know? Mm, and I, I always that. like a reminder to 
everyone listening and myself as well, I always remind myself of this, is don't ever think that you have it all figured out. You know, the moment Mm. that you are so attached to this vision that you're manifesting, you're blocking yourself from everything else that the universe has in store for you. You know, it's Mm. like we walk around with these blinders on and I I know people that can't see this video can't see what I'm doing right now, but these two (laughs) blinders on the sides of your eyes, kind of like a horse, like at a a horse race, right? Mm. So that they stay focused. But your blinders are keeping you focused only on what your subconscious, we can talk about that in a minute, what your subconscious or what your ego has been programmed to think is possible for you. Mm. But this work is about like taking those blinders off, Mm -hmm. right? So that you can see so like infinite possibilities Mm. are available in every moment if we're just open to them. So beautiful. Right. And so, so beautiful. her journey was really about taking those blinders off. Uh, and and there's that level of like surrendering, you know, surrendering, letting go of that attachment, and also using your, your will to manifest what you know is possible mm-hmm. for you. Yeah, that that like sacred balance is is that's where all the juicy stuff comes mm, in. That's so beautiful. <laughs> so what do you mean by will? Like your dr- not drive it sounds like it's the opposite of drive. It totally is. Yeah, I love that. It's like the opposite of drive. So I'm definitely not talking about willpower. Um one mm-hmm. thing that I do see a lot of people get into is like I just have to do my affirmations every day and I have to like keep going at it over and over and there's almost this force this feeling of something being forced behind their manifestation process. And when I say will, it's actually the opposite of that. It's like the opposite of force, right? So you can try and use your willpower all day long, but when you do that, you're coming from a place of, it's actually the front of the brain. So your neocortex, which is your analytical mind, but 95% of your reality is being controlled by the subconscious, which is in the back of the brain. Yeah. And so if you're always coming from that analytical of forcing and I'm going to do my affirmations and I'm, and and maybe some people get into that hustle of like always taking all these actions and not using your will, which is really your, what's another way to explain this? So rather than using force, connecting with who you are being, right? And your will really comes from who you are being. It's like, it's like this, I'm going to use the word force, but that might be a little confusing. It's like kind of like mm. I think of Star Wars, right? And Yoda mm. and like the Jedi, may the force be with you. We're talking about that force, mm. right? Mm. So not forcing things to happen, but using your energy that is like so powerful, using that mm. to will what you want into your life. That's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. Yeah. And like picturing instead of like chasing, I'm picturing just like Luke Skywalker meditating in the in the like the Padawan forest. <laughs> yeah, for sure. With Yoda right. like floating it. next to him, like just being. <laughs> right. A way to kind of ground that too, because that can get a little bit like woo-woo and out there, but to ground that a little bit for people is um, something really common that most people know about is the placebo effect. Mm. Like you probably know about the placebo effect, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So the placebo effect is a super grounded um, example of of the power of your will, 
basically, right? So with the placebo effect, let's say that you are in a, I don't know, it's, um, you're going to get a, a pill from the doctor for like lowering your cholesterol or something. Okay. And so let's say they're going to do this test and half the people get the pill and half people get the sugar pill. The people who get the sugar pill, it's been up to 70% of those people will have the same effects as if they had gotten the real pill. Right. So the placebo effect up to 70%, like that's massive. Right. And that is simply your will. That's what we're talking about. Right. This like deep rooted knowingness of I'm going to, I'm going to get well. Mm. Yeah. And have no side Mm. effects. (laughs) Just saying (laughs) extra bonus. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) I love that. Oh, oh, this is amazing. Okay. So you got into a little bit, but talk to us a little bit about the neuroscience of manifestation. Yeah, sure. Okay. So we talked about the placebo effect a little bit, and that's a great example of it. Um, But also just to show you how the placebo effect actually works or how manifestation actually works in the brain, like what's going on. So like we know, many people come to this work doing their affirmations and many people come to me saying like affirmations aren't working. So I think manifestation is bullshit, you know? Uh And I'm like, great. That's awesome. Let me go like take everything you just learned about manifestation and throw it out the fucking window because that's not how it works. Right. Yes. So with affirmations, and we talked about this really briefly, but with affirmations, you're using the front part of your brain, right? So this is the analytical mind. And with manifestation, you want to be using your subconscious, that part that controls 95% of your reality. So to give you an example of the subconscious, like right now, right? Right now, Sarah, are you thinking about breathing? Absolutely not. Probably not until I said that, mm-hmm. right? And now I said it and now you're mm-hmm. like thinking about breathing. Yeah. Are you thinking about the feeling of your feet on the floor? No, until you said it. <laughs> or how you're holding your body up or how the muscles in your mouth are going to move when you say your next word to me? No. Like all of these things are just automatic. That is just your subconscious. But it goes beyond just body functions. It's also the way that you respond to things, the way that you react to things. Um, So we think that we're making decisions for ourselves, but actually our subconscious is making decisions for us. Mm. Our subconscious has decided what our decision is going to be before we've had the thought of that decision. Yeah. So the subconscious is basically who... I don't want to say who you are because who you are is like an infinite being, right? But your subconscious is who you think you are, right? And it is who you're being in the world. So in order to shift our subconscious, because in order to manifest something different, we must shift our subconscious, right? Because our subconscious basically, as we know now, is controlling who we are and who we are controls what we manifest. And so in order to shift our subconscious, we have to go through that analytical mind, right? And again, affirmations or vision boards, this is all analytical front brain techniques. And and I'm not here to hate on that. Like, 
it might make you feel good. And I think that's great, you know, and if they support you, that's wonderful. You know, I, I love affirmations. I love a vision board. Like, let's do it. You know, get the girls together and make some vision boards. I think it's great. <laughs> um, and also, if you are wanting to manifest something that feels out of reach for you, that feels like there's any doubt involved in you being able to create that for yourself, then you're going to have to go deeper than that, mm-hmm. right? And you're going to have to go into that subconscious so that you can shift who you think you are, what you think is possible for you. And then once you do that, that's when the manifestation happens. So you asked about the neuroscience. That breaks it down a little. I'm going to go a little deeper with it if that's okay. I'm all about (laughs) it. Because now people are probably like, okay, great. But how do I shift my subconscious? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. That's (laughs) a big one. (laughs) Um, So – Here's the good news. The good news is that you have already shifted your subconscious. You have already programmed your subconscious. Okay. So before the age of 12, we actually don't have a fully developed analytical mind or a fully developed front of the brain, the neocortex, right? That's why children are so amazing. First of all, love kids. (laughs) And they have the most amazing imaginations, right? Like they're so good at imagining. And if you've seen a kid and and played with kids when they're in that state of like play and imagination, um, and maybe they're like, let's get on a rocket ship and go to outer space and you can watch them. And it's like, they're actually in outer space when they're doing that. Right. Mm -hmm. They could, they could be doing that for hours. (laughs) And it's because they don't have that fully developed analytical mind yet. That is telling them that this isn't real, Mm. right? For them, they're really taking a trip to outer space right now. Mm. Yeah, that's how strong their imagination is. So powerful. And the other thing that happens before the age of 12 is that you take in everything as truth. You know, they say kids are like sponges. Probably heard that, right? Mm -hmm. And and kids are like sponges because they don't have that analytical mind yet, which is basically what's telling you this is real. This is fake. Um... I don't know if I trust this person. Maybe we should watch out for this, right? Instead, it's just all coming in. Like, yep, Santa Claus is real, which I still think Santa Claus is real. I know. I know Santa (laughs) Claus is real. Where's magic, okay? (laughs) It's so good. And so before the age of 12, we, we do most of our programming, right? Most of our programming comes before the age of 12. So good news is you've programmed yourself once. And yes, you can do it again, right? Because you've done it once, you can do it again, okay? So the process of subconscious reprogramming is actually a lot simpler than the word itself. I know you hear subconscious reprogramming and it's like, holy shit, I'm not a neuroscience. How am I going to do that? Um, but it's, it's, really, it's not that hard. It does take repetition for sure. It's not like an instant miracle cure. You do it once and you're done. The repetition part is important for anything new that you're learning, right? And Mm. so what you do for subconscious reprogramming to get into the subconscious is this. Let's break it down, all right? So Mm. right now, Sarah, you and I, and anyone who's listening as well, you're listening to this podcast, you're taking in new information, your analytical mind is on, you're making judgments and opinions. Oh, I like this podcast. I don't like this podcast. Wow, this chick is pretty rad. Oh, I don't know about this. I don't know if I fully grasp that. (laughs) Wow, this is like a new thing. And I'm so down. And this is the dopest thing ever. Like whatever is coming in, it's going through that filter of the analytical mind, right? 
So this is when you're in beta brainwave. Beta brainwave is a very um, active brainwave that is basically your thinking mind. You can think of it as your thinking Mm -hmm. mind. Okay. And so everyone can do this to lower the brainwaves. And you do this on a daily basis, actually. In order to lower the brainwaves, actually, all you have to do right now, and we can even try it together, is to just close your eyes for a moment. And anyone who is listening to this, if you're driving, maybe don't close your eyes. Actually, don't close your eyes if you're driving. <laughs> Please don't. Yeah. Disclaimer. <laughs> Wait till later. <laughs> close your eyes just for a moment, okay? And notice what happens. Like, I'm going to do it too. Okay. I'm closing my eyes with Roxanne. When you close your eyes, all of a sudden, there's less information to be taking in. And so already, your brain waves are starting to slow down, even if you have a million thoughts. Okay. And now I'm still talking. And see what happens when I stop talking for a minute. Okay. See, so there's less information coming in. And the less and less information that comes in, and you can open your eyes now if you want, the less <laughs> and less information that comes in, the lower your brainwave starts to slow down. Right. Mm. So what we just did together right now was even even going into alpha, which is the next lower brainwave state, right? And in that state of alpha, that's when your imagination turns on. That's when the inner world of the inner world becomes more real than the outer world, right? Just Mm -hmm. now, like the most real thing Mm -hmm. to you just then was probably whatever thoughts you were having, right? Because that was the only input coming in. So in that state of alpha, you're going past the analytical mind, right? And then you can go even deeper into a state of trance and you can do this with hypnosis. You can do this with yoga nidra, meditations. You can lower your brainwave states even further into theta. And hanging out in that space of theta and alpha, this is really where manifestation happens. This is like the magic. Mm. And I feel like a huge part of my mission is really waking people up to this power that they have because everyone can do it. It's fully accessible to you, right? Um, And I can share my story about it in a minute really quickly, but- Oh my God, please. I think that's my favorite thing about manifestation is like everyone can do it, right? Everyone can do it. And so in that state of alpha, theta brainwave, that's when you start bringing in new programming, right? And so that could be a way of being, whatever your vision is, connecting with your soul vision, or even just cultivating. Your vision could be as simple as wanting to cultivate more intuition so that you know what your soul vision is. That works too. Mm. (laughs) I love that. That's so simple. It's so simple. (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't have to be so fancy. And yes, it does take that repetition, right? Mm. Um. I think that's kind of why that's the biggest reason that I've seen people come and, you know, two things that they come and they're like, is manifestation really real (laughs) is one they've done affirmations and like, it's just the wrong part of the brain basically. Uh, Right. uh, And two, they haven't stuck with it long enough, mm, you know, because you are creating a new way of being and, and that can be a challenging thing to do if you don't have, you know, the right support. To be yeah. showing up for yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Like mm-hmm. what's the, I've heard it's like 21 days to create a new neural pathway. 
Um, and that is like thinking, feeling it's, it's like doing, I think of always like little bicep curls from my brain of like <laughs> yeah. really, yeah. really thinking and feeling, not thinking, I should yes. stop using that word, but like feeling that thing that's actually real yeah. to my subconscious. Like that's the language it speaks in. So cool. Yeah, totally. And I share that too, you know, 21 days is kind of a good marker and also I got to throw this out here. And also it can happen so much faster Mm. than that. So much faster than that. It's really dependent on where you're starting from, right? And how, how you are able to, emotion has a lot to do with it, how you're able to cultivate emotion. Emotion is a big part of subconscious reprogramming as well. There's this like thought feeling loop that happens in your body. This we could go deep into the science of it, Sarah. Like we could be here for hours. I'm here for it. it. (laughs) Um, But there is this level of well, we'll go into that real quick. The the thought feeling loop is a big part of it because I think it's important to share that. So when you're in this state of in your subconscious, right, in that meditative state, in that alpha theta brain wave. Bringing emotion into it is going to be super beneficial for you because what happens is your brain sends a chemical to your body when it has a thought, right? So let's say you're bringing your vision into your subconscious. It's going to send a chemical down to your body, which creates a feeling. And that feeling, if it's strong enough, if you evoke a strong feeling, it will send a message back up to your brain. And the more that this thought feeling loop continues to happen, that is going to create a really strong new neural pathway, as you said, to in your subconscious to create a new identity or a new belief, right? So like you said, 21 days, yeah, I think that's a good marker. And also I've seen people shift and I've experienced it myself, shift so much quicker than that. Wow. Again, it really just depends on how far you you are away from whatever you are reprogramming for and how much you are able to really embody that new emotion, mm. right? To create that loop. Uh, yeah. That's amazing. I mean, I'm all about quicker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. I don't want to be doing like little brain bicep curls all day long, okay? <laughs> that's yeah. a joke. I actually do. And, and that's the other thing that's great too is like, uh, you know, I've, I've had many teachers with this and, and, um, before this, I was a yoga and meditation teacher. I did my, my trainings in India and, um, man, I mean, and it's, I'm not saying every teacher is like this, but just the people that I happen to cross paths with and I learned from, they were teaching us like hour long meditations, you know, and, that's great, but I don't know about you, but I can't, I'm, I choose not to, <laughs> I, I'm not going to say I can't cause we can do whatever we want. I like but that. Yeah. I choose not to meditate for a fucking hour every day. Cause I got shit to do, yeah. you know, like Thank I have a life to live. Uh, I have clients to serve. I've got adventures to go on and I mm-hmm. love meditating, but the meditation that I teach for subconscious reprogramming is 10 minutes long. I love that. Because I think, Everyone can create 10 minutes. Like yeah. if they want this, they'll create 10 minutes. <laughs> I love that because it's so, so it realistic. doesn't have to be lengthy. Yeah. Yeah, but exactly. Keep it realistic I, and, and make it something that like this is really, I feel the new paradigm that we're really creating right now is 
is to throw away this idea that in order to be spiritual, in order to manifest, um, that you have to like spend hours on your practice and have this like perfect morning routine of this long, you know, drawn out thing that you do. Instead, choose something that fits your life, you know, that, yes. that's easy, that brings ease. Because the more ease that you can bring into your practice and and into your life, the more well-being you will experience. Mm. And that's what manifestation comes from, right? Is that state of well-being. 100%. I'm so glad you said that because I have spent over a year trying to pick the perfect morning routine, hour, an hour of meditation, 30 mm. minutes of meditation, 25 minutes of meditation. And then like, do I exercise? Do I mm. not exercise? Do I do morning pages? Do I not do morning pages? And I'm like, recently I just decided I my new morning routine is I'm going to flip over and I'm going to do a yoga nidra if I have time. And that's yes. it. That's like it. There's yeah. no more guilt and shame. It feels so good. And it's all about like fitting into mm-hmm. my life and like not feeling guilty about not doing something. It's amazing. Yeah. So powerful. I love that you've discovered that oh, for yourself. That's so great. And that's a really powerful message to be sharing. Absolutely. Because notice what happens when you get into that like, oh, it's got to be the perfect morning routine and the guilt that you feel when you don't show up for it. Yes. And And even this idea, I have to say, even this idea of having a morning routine, people think of it as a spiritual thing. It's actually, in my opinion, anyways, this is something that was really constructed after the industrial revolution when people started to go go to work and have a nine to five, like the whole idea of early bird gets the worm. But that is mm-hmm. bullshit. And and actually, if you look no. at your circadian rhythm and, and your natural rhythm of your body, and also if you menstruate, your rhythm is might not work on that daily routine schedule. Your natural rhythm might be more on a monthly schedule, right? Mm-hmm. And honoring that, honoring like all those cycles of you is really going to be where your well-being comes from. So yes, I get fiery talking about Let it this. Go. I love it. (laughs) And I agree. I totally agree that that morning routine is a product of the industrial revolution and it's, it can and should look different for everyone. So full permission, everyone Mm -hmm. do what you got to do. Yes. Absolutely. (laughs) I love that. Okay. So you (laughs) talked a little, or you mentioned it earlier, but I'd love to hear your experience with manifestation. Yeah, for sure. Well, again, so I've been manifesting since the day I was born and not because I'm special, (laughs) just because I'm a human being. (laughs) Um, But when I started to consciously manifest, so like I mentioned, I was a yoga and meditation teacher before this. Um, I was doing that part-time working in San Francisco. It's where I'm from. And working a nine to five, and I just felt like many people who are attracted to to me, I I really felt like there was just something more for me, mm. but I didn't know what that was. And I think that I mean I hear that so commonly. People are like Roxanne, I know I'm meant for something more. I know that I like have more purpose in this lifetime, something to give. I just don't know what that is. I don't have words for it. And that was totally me. To the point where, like, Sarah, I was crying myself to sleep every night, um, just feeling like my biggest fear at that time was lying on my deathbed full of regret for never having mm. lived my soul purpose. No. And 
that used to be really scary for me to share with people, but I know that a lot of people resonate with that, you know, and that was real at the time. So for me, it really became like, I mean, I had thoughts of just not wanting to be on this planet anymore. You know, like, mm-hmm. let me come back in the next lifetime and try again. By the way, that's not how that works. <laughs> that works. It would be so great but if I did. On the scope of this yeah, conversation. <laughs> um, but for me, it really became like a matter of life or death for me. Mm-hmm. And that sounds so cliche and so dramatic, but that was really what was happening for me. And mm-hmm. I think it's important to share that because a lot of people, you know, aren't talking about that. Um, yeah. And I know there might be people out there listening right now who are feeling that in themselves. And so I think it's important to share that and to just be open yeah. about that. Um, so for me, it did take this low point. It doesn't always, but for me it did. And I fully committed. And I think that's a big part of this is like commit to, to, to yourself really, you know, and I fully committed to myself and took everything I learned from yoga and meditation, all the parts of it that I loved, even though I didn't feel like it was really my dharma or my purpose, any, my soul purpose anymore. There's so many beautiful teachings in there Um, and gathered all of my resources. And I created this. Well, at the time I wasn't creating anything. I just did it. And then I was like, oh, okay. How did I just do that? But I created the soul alignment method. And it's really like four simple steps that anyone can do. Yes, it takes that commitment to yourself, but it doesn't have to be super hard. Um, And I did that and I created this life for myself. So I'm going to break it down really quick for you so that people can kind of get an idea of what's possible for you. Um, My vision was not clear at the time. People think they have to have this crystal clear vision. You do not. That is another myth of manifestation because at the time, all I knew that I wanted for myself was to be doing work that I love. I had no idea what that was going to be yet. (laughs) No idea. I just knew I wanted to do work that I love and really blossom into my potential, right? I knew that I wanted to meet my soul partner. I was single at the time. I was so ready to like meet my man. I was really ready for that. Um, And the third thing was I wanted to live where the ocean Mm -hmm. met the trees. So at the time I was in San Francisco, I had this vision of like, big trees right on the edge of a cliff and the Mm. big ocean. I had no idea where that was. Okay. So that was it. Those were the three, three things. And I had to look at, and that was what you would call my soul vision, right? So going beyond this, like, I want this thing and this shiny thing, but really like, okay, in my soul, because I already had the job, right? I had already done that. Um, I had the money coming in. I had all those things. But there, mm. there was something else, yeah? And so what is it that my soul really wants? And it was those three things. So that was step one, was connecting with that. Step two was observing my beliefs. So in yoga, um, we teach the chakra system, which if, I don't know if your listeners, have you, have you done any interviews on chakras at all? Yes, That's like a sure have. Topic. Yes. Oh, awesome. Cool. Okay. So the chakras are a really, really powerful tool to use to, to look at your subconscious, actually, and who you are being. Um, and maybe you talked about this on the other podcast, but chakras are your energy centers, but they're also connected to glands in your body. It's also like a very grounded scientific thing as well. 
Um, and so I used my knowledge on the chakra system to create this map of my subconscious and going through each one and really looking at who am I being and who would I need to be being in order to be this version of myself, which I call like my soul aligned version of myself. Right. And so I did all of that. And that is a big process in itself. Um, this was also around the time that I hired my first coach and I will never look back because there is like, they're called blind spots for a reason. Right. Mm -hmm. And having someone else to see that for you is so powerful. (laughs) So Mm. I'm, I'm a big fan of coaching. I will always have a coach. Um, so I looked at all my beliefs and, and, you know, people think like manifestation, you got to shove down all of the, the dark stuff and just focus on the positive. I get so many DMs on Instagram, like Roxanne, but how can I manifest if I can't stay positive? And I'm like, mm. girl, uh, it's all right. <laughs> like you do not need to be positive all the time. I'm a pretty happy individual, but I am not happy all the time. I'm a fucking human. Yeah. <laughs> and instead of like shoving that stuff down, look at what it has to teach you. You know, Mm -hmm. our shadows are our greatest teachers and guides. Our shadows are our greatest teachers and guides, right? And so I use this as a guide, the chakra system, really looking at my shadows to see, again, who I was being, what that had to teach me, and who I needed to become, who I could choose to become, really, in order to manifest something new for myself. Mm. So that was step two, observing my beliefs. The third thing I did was step three, and this is to undo and rewire, right? So undo my past programming, all of the shadows that I had noticed in myself, and rewire for something new. Rewire my subconscious to match my vision, right? To match that soul-aligned self. And this is where that subconscious reprogramming work comes in. Um, But just to share, like... This happened quickly. <laughs> it happened really quickly <laughs> for me, okay? And it doesn't always. There's other things that, you know, that take a little bit longer, and it just depends. Um, but, for example, I started doing this work, and I met my soul partner, I think it was like two weeks later. In the most, here's the thing, in the most synchronistic way, in a way that was so unplanned, Cause you got to get lo- rid of the how, like stop figuring out how you're blocking mm. the manifestation and the synchronicities just aligned. I had to, I'm going to go into step four. I had to, for take soul aligned action, right? Living intentionally. Mm. So that when that synchronicity arose, I had to choose to take action on it. And sometimes that is scary as shit, right? For sure. Um, <laughs> But, but like you do it, you do it because you'd be crazy not to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, that's, mm. I think also where a coach really is super helpful because they can help you to arise to those opportunities, you know? Um, so I met him two weeks later. It was crazy. He, unfortunately oh. at the time I thought, unfortunately, and I was like, oh, maybe this manifestation isn't really working. Cause he lived five hours away from me. And I had this job, you know, in the city. And then here we go. Then a week later, I got laid off from my job. I manifested getting laid off from my job. I was so fully like all of my focus, all of my attention 
was on, on doing work that I love that I got laid off. And you know what? Getting laid off is like, if you don't like your job, that is the best thing that could possibly happen. (laughs) The best. I had a moment of like, oh shit, because I just got a car. I had the car payments, but it was the best. I mean, that's the best thing that could happen to you. You got like, hello, Mm. you got the freedom. Yeah. And so with this new freedom, I decided to go visit this man who lived five hours away and I go up there and where do you think he lives? Oh my God. Where do you think he lives? And where the forest meets or the ocean meets the trees. Yes. Oh my God. And so I, I moved up. I moved, I moved up there. I'd never been there before. Um, knew this man for at that point, like what, uh, a month or something. And, uh, I moved, I moved in with him and now here I am hello, oh, no. living in Humboldt, California, where the ocean meets the trees, my beautiful partner a few years later. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it's those, it's those so kind cool. of things, right, Sarah, that people on the outside <laughs> thought that I was batshit crazy. You know, exactly. They're like you're going to yeah. San Francisco where all the good paying jobs are. You're going to move in with this man that you've only known for a month to this town that you've never been to. Um, but I would have been crazy not to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And that was the big, that was the big, action. that was the big, like, yeah, that was the big action. And that was really the big moment that I was like, okay, this manifestation thing is like, way more powerful than I realized. And I can't not share this with people, you know? Damn. That is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Thank and you. I never looked <laughs> Thank back. you for sharing it. <laughs> I never looked back. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love that you're talking about how it sounded crazy because I think that that's where a lot of the – it, I've that's where I've seen a lot. I have a big manifestation community. So I want to say cool. like, that's where the, like, I think that the, the process can get a little tripped up because it's like you, you choose this job and then you start telling people about it and they're like, Oh, well, why would you want to work at that company? And all of a sudden you're like, why would I work at that company? And the, all this input is coming in and it's like, no, but you are the only person that knows what's good for you. Mm-hmm. No one else knows. That's right. Yeah. One hundred percent. That's so, so important like, to share. Why would you let other people? Why would you let other people like yeah. in besides a trusted coach or someone that like is open to kind of actually thinking about? Yeah, and where... even a coach, like a good coach, will never tell you what to do. They mm-hmm. will guide you to find out for yourself what you should do, yeah. right? Or what's yeah. the next step for you? Yeah, yeah that's huge. <sighs> That is so cool. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. So we have, I have like so many more questions. Um, and I, I found you or what I found your work through Instagram and you just have these hilarious videos about manifesting. So at the (laughs) end, we'll talk about how to get in touch with, um, Roxanne, but I want to hear like, what's the hardest part of manifesting? And then where do people like, where do people just get real tripped up? Okay. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so what I've noticed and, and again, you know, I, when I talk about this, it's only because I've been through it. So I get it. It's all good. Right. It's totally not your fault. (laughs) Um, what I notice is there's two things. The first thing is that people doubt that it's possible for them. 
So when there is this internal doubt that you are capable of something. And I also want to share that even though I would say like I have mastered manifestation. Yeah. Always learning more. Absolutely. Um, but I would say that I'm a pretty fucking powerful manifester at this point, conscious manifester at this point. And even I will doubt my ability to obtain something or to step into that next version of myself. So I want to share that the doubt isn't something that just goes away. Yeah. You can be, Mm. you know, a, a seven figure business owner and still have doubt. You can be like in that beautiful relationship. I would never say perfect because that doesn't exist either. Right. But that relationship that, you know, that you're desiring and still have doubt, you can, um, what else, you know, people come wanting to get better health and, and still have doubt, whatever it is. Mm. But the difference is when that doubt comes up, being able to recognize exactly where it's coming from and that that doubt is not who you are. It's just an experience that you're having. And so to create that separation, I think is really important. Because what happens, and you asked, you know, what's the biggest way that people get tripped up is they make that doubt who they are. Yeah. Uh. They make it really mean something about them instead of, you know, I I do a lot of um, inner child work as well. So instead of seeing that, that, that part of you that is doubting is usually most times is really just that five-year-old self, you know, that you have inside of you that is scared of something. You know, that is scared that I don't know if it's safe out there. This is something new. I don't know if it's going to be safe for us or um, what are people going to think of me? You know, what if people judge us? What if they abandon us? What if like all of those fears that come up and that's okay. Like hold space for that part of yourself. Love that part of yourself. Honor that part of yourself. Grab her hand or his hand or their hand and tell them like you can come along for the ride. It's all good you know, and, and, and take the reins back. It's like, mm. hold their hand. <laughs> They'll be like, you come along. It's all good. I got you. But recognize like, I got you. I got this. Yeah. And I'm leading the way now. Mm. So that's one thing. Yeah. Is not giving that doubt power anymore. And you don't do that by getting rid of it. Mm. Yeah. The other thing, there was another one. What's the second one? While you're thinking about it, I'll just comment. So I love what you're saying about doubt and making space for it to come up again. Because I've heard Mm -hmm. so many people being like, but I processed this. I've I've reprogrammed this and now I can't believe it's coming back. And it's like, we need to make space for that to come back. (laughs) and not judge ourselves or should or shame when it does, Mm -hmm. because I think that that's a natural part of the process. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's like the beautiful part of being human too. You know, you're a fucking Mm. rainbow. You got so many layers, so many layers and just being able to hold space for it all and noticing what you're giving your power to. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I thought of the second thing. Yes. Oh my gosh, is it gone again? Is it <laughs> gone again? No. It it totally triggered when you started talking about the doubt. Um, 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 um. Oh, it's like right there. 
You know, what's I'll something funny about your brain now. too. You know, what's interesting about your brain is like, um, this is another great little tip about manifestation actually is to never like over focus on your vision because again, you're forcing it. And you know how, if you forget someone's name, for example, right? You forget someone's name. Ooh, see, I stopped thinking about it and I just thought of what it was. So if you forget someone's name and then you stop thinking about it and then the name comes to you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Manifestation Mm -hmm. is a little bit like that too. If you're over focusing on something and forcing it, like I just was right now trying to remember what was that second thing? What was that second thing? Then you block it from coming. Like you're blocking Mm. the manifestation for coming. But instead, if you can just like have that light focus, just hold that focus lightly you're not crushing it yeah that way of being then that's when it arrives when you stop mm-hmm. wanting it so bad that's when it arrives <laughs> let go or don't hold you daily okay so yes, the second yes. thing which I forget, <laughs> the second thing <laughs> the second thing that i i see tripping people up is that you got to remember that you're being controlled by your subconscious all the time right? Or another way of saying that is your subconscious is running your life. Yeah. And because of that, when in order to manifest something new, you have to create something new in your subconscious. Yeah. But you're basically going against this super powerful wiring that you have in your brain. It's so powerful. Like, I don't want to discount that at all. Yeah. And so I see people stopping too soon. Uh, Meaning like maybe after this podcast, they'll feel inspired and they're like, okay, I'm going to go meditate once, you know, I'm going to go meditate. But then the next day they're like, oh, maybe not, maybe not. And then slowly you kind of fall out of it and you just go back to, you know, the way that you were or were being before listening Mm -hmm. to this podcast, for example. Right. And, and so Yes, subconscious reprogramming is super simple, very easeful. It takes the force out of it. And also Mm. you got to show up to it. So I almost want to say that the hardest part about this process is actually showing up to it, right? I think that's what people get tripped up about, which is why joining a community, like hiring a coach, doing something that is going to give you that accountability and that community support, I'm all about like community group support. Yeah. That at least for myself, unless you're a super self-disciplined person, which, um, like is not me. (laughs) I'm just going to say it right now. (laughs) I thrive with that community support. Yeah, for Mm -hmm. sure. Um, I would, yeah, is like, give that to yourself, Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like for you is so huge so that you can keep showing up for it. I love that. Love that yeah. show up for it but don't like force it just hold it hold it yeah. lightly <laughs> yeah and remember too once you have that like one big manifestation you know that really hooks you like I shared my story it becomes so much easier to to keep showing up for it because now you really are rooted in that knowingness right and a reason why and what's possible mm-hmm. for you and you just like life is never the same after that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a deep knowing. Oh, I love that so much. That's so cool. Well, amazing. Well, I feel like those are all of my questions, but I also feel like I could literally talk about this forever. <laughs> forever. It's amazing. Um, well, I'm curious, is there anything else that you would like to share with us about manifestation or anything like that? Yeah. 
just, I think going back to the beginning of our conversation to just remind people that this is, this is who you are, you know, manifestation is a, it's your birthright. It is your innate gift. You were born with it. You're doing it all the time. And it's not like, I, I'm like a normal ass chick, you know, <laughs> except wonderfully unique and special, just like you. Um, and I think that's my favorite part about manifestation is that it's just so part of who we are and, and to remember that mm-hmm. about yourself. That's good. Yeah. All of this work is just about remembering. remembering. That's it. <laughs> that's my mantra for this week. It's remembering. It's not learning. <laughs> good. I love that. Amazing. Well, um, if listeners want to get in touch with you, how can they do that? Yeah, I mostly hang out on Instagram. So definitely hang out with me on Instagram. I'm on there. You said you you liked my my reels, my videos. Thank you. Um, And all of those videos, all my posts actually come directly from my audience. So if you have a question about manifestation, you are welcome to pop it in the DMs and either me or someone on my team will answer you and we'll make Mm -hmm. a post for you. So I'm bringing the social back to the social media. Like it's, it's there to be social. So yeah, come hang out. Um, My handle's at roxanne.miranda.love. And also, if you go there, there is a free training on the soul alignment method. If anybody wants to really get clear on how they can start integrating that into their practice and into their life, there's a link in my bio and you can get that free training. Amazing. So you yeah. have your program, Manifest and Thrive, is opening in May. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Manifest and Thrive is opening in May. And aligning with that, there is a three-day free online live, it's live, but online workshop um, with myself. And I believe that you have a link somewhere. Yes. Yes. And I will link that below for anyone that's interested. Yeah. Awesome. So, so definitely get on the wait list for that and you'll get notified when we're live and we're ready to go. That three-day workshop will take you super deep into the soul alignment method that we've talked about a little bit today. Um, and I actually love just seeing how much people get from those three days, because again, you like, you can get so much when you just commit right to yourself and, and to that process. So definitely join us if, if any of this is vibing and feeling aligned for you. Love it. Roxanne, thank you so much. This has just been like, so cool. I can't wait to work with chakras um, in terms of my soul purpose. And I love, I love, love, love just your entire philosophy on manifestation. I love that it's, you know, our divine birthright and you're breaking it down and making it easy as it should be. Yeah, for sure. I'm so glad that we got to hang out and talk. Yeah, so much fun. Yeah. Thank you. That's it for today's show. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed. If you have a moment and you're in the Apple Podcast app, please rate and review the show. I could really use all the ratings I can get. And share this episode with a friend that may benefit from it. You never know. And of course, hit subscribe to keep up with new weekly episodes. 
Until next week, visit sarahcohan.com. That's S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N.com to find other podcast episodes. And you can find Lit AF on Instagram at It's Me, Sarah Cohan. And you can also find me on Clubhouse. Thank you again for listening. Please stay lit, lit AF. And I hope to see you back here next week. Thank you.